Welcome to the Marketing Mantra Podcast, brought to you by 99signals.com, a place to find top-notch content on a wide range of marketing topics, including SEO, social media marketing, content marketing, blogging, and more. Take your blog to the next level and achieve massive traffic growth by learning top blogging strategies discussed in the Marketing Mantra Podcast. And now, here is your host, Sandeep Malia. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 56 of the Marketing Mantra Podcast. Uh, this is your host Sandeep Malia from 99signals.com. This is a special episode of Marketing Mantra as we have a very special guest for you today. He's Daniel Danes Hart from ampmycontent.com. This is the second time he's coming on the show. If you're a listener of this podcast, you'll remember Daniel from episode 28, The Art of Paid Content Promotion, where he shared some really cool Facebook advertising tips and tricks. If you've not listened to that episode, I would urge you to check it out once you're done listening to this episode. It's one of the best interviews I've had on the show. If you've never heard of Daniel Dane's Hut before, here's what you should know. Daniel is a self-confessed marketing nerd who teaches people how to get more traffic and engagement for their existing content. His guide to paid content promotion was ranked among the top 10 content of all time on inbound.org and Growth Hackers. His content has also been shared or referenced by online marketing thought leaders like Neil Patel, Ryan Days, Sujan Patel, Sean Ellis and Glenn Alsop. You can learn more about him at ampmycontent.com where he teaches people how to write less often but get more traffic. Since his last appearance on the show, Facebook ads have gone through a lot of changes. So in this episode, Daniel will share with us how he has managed to get results from an evolving advertising platform like Facebook and how you can do the same. He will also share with us how his business has survived and thrived during the COVID-19 pandemic. So stay tuned. The interview with Daniel Dainshut is coming up next. Welcome back to the show, Daniel. So nice of you to take the time to be on this podcast again. Thank you so much for having me, bud. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. Always great to have you as a guest on Marketing Mantra. Uh, last time you were here, we got to learn so many things about Facebook ads, copywriting, A-B testing, and so on. So I'm really excited to know what you have in store for us today. And I'm sure our listeners can look forward to learning some actionable insights on running Facebook ads in 2020. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let me start by asking how you've managed your business in the last uh, six to seven months. Was it difficult because of the COVID-19 pandemic or are you one of the few people who managed to thrive during the pandemic? Here's the thing. So I'm in New Zealand. So we're very lucky in terms of the situation here. But at the same time, most of my customers are from the US. Um, mm. So when it first happened, we lost about 70% of revenue almost immediately. You have to understand most of my customers are agencies or freelancers and things like that. And so their clients were not paying them. They couldn't pay me. There was like a knock-on effect kind of thing like that. So that was really tough as well as everything else at first. But we've adapted. We actually, um, so I don't know if people know or if we said last time. So I actually run a training academy. It's called the Amplify Content Academy. Right. Uh, we, te we teach how to like create um, high converting content and how to actually leverage it, how to promote it and things like that. Mm. And it's the same content that we use to train our staff. So this has been out for a while. And um, one of the biggest things that we did is to actually change and introduce new pricing models. So originally you could buy the course outright for about, I think it was like $2,000, basically, you know, standard kind of price, um, which you still can. But we've also introduced um, annual uh, payments and monthly payments. So you can actually pay, I think it's $350 for a year or $37 a month. 
So that way, yeah. people who are being affected and they're at home, small business owners, can get in a lot easier because it's a lot cheaper. But because of that, we've actually seen a huge uptick in conversions as well. I think we've seen like a, a bump of 9% conversions in sales. So that's really helped us to get more uh, recurring revenue and things like that and help more people at the same time. I see. So pricing was one of the first things that you adjusted when you saw your revenue drop. You said this is, there was a 70% drop in your revenue, right? So what was it, what was it before and what did you do after? I mean, for people who don't know Amp My Content, can you briefly tell us what is it that you do? What are the different products that you have? Yeah, of course. Basically, it's just the one product, which is kind of like, I would say it's a Netflix for content marketers. So okay. we don't just teach how to write content. We teach how to write content that uh, gets leads, content that sells. You know, we talk about sales pages. We talk about running paid traffic, link building, mm. podcasting, anything around the aspect of leveraging content that we use. Um, so originally, it used to be the course was how I come up with a content idea how I write it and how I promote it. Like 25 stages that we go through for promotion so that we get traffic. Um, if people mm. don't know, I've had like the top 10 content all time on inbound.org back in the day. I've right, had, uh, right. You know, I've taken a website from zero to DA40 in three months, things like this. So that's why people would buy this course. But the thing is, more and more people kept asking for more things that didn't really fit that are important. For example, website speed. You know, that's really important, especially when you're running ads as well, because it's a factor that they take into customer experience and stuff. So I couldn't really fit that into the course. And so what we did is we expanded it into more of a membership now. So you can still buy it at the course price, but you can also buy it at a lower cost rental, if that makes sense. You know, like you, as long as you're still paying, you have access to the content. And then that way mm. it's... I don't know what the percentage difference is, but it's this huge percentage. Instead of paying what was 280 a month, now you can just pay 30 a month. Right. So we, we always wanted to adjust to that. But when COVID happened, if I'm totally honest, it was less about the revenue and it was more about helping people. Um, mm. Like I, I'd see a lot of businesses struggle in town here. I've got a lot of friends who run like retail stores and things like that. And if it wasn't for their websites, they would have gone under. Um, because crazily, e-commerce mm. has shot up like the amount of e-commerce sales from people wanting to buy things to you know feel better and stuff has gone up. My next door neighbor um, owns a, a bicycle store. Right. He sold more bikes during this whole thing than he has like all of last year. But yeah, <laughs> I see. Yeah, so just adapting the model and adapting the price so that. We can actually include more content now that people need, but didn't always make sense in that one specific goal. So now we can add mm. all these different things in. So for example, we're currently testing YouTube content and figuring out how to drive traffic to that. And so we'll do these case studies where we'll spend thousands of dollars. And now I can add that in there as training for people who want to supplement their traffic to content with YouTube. You know, maybe there's a, a YouTube video on a topic of paid ads, and when it leads to an article, that article opts in. People can then become a customer, etc. I see. You're right. You look at uh, Amazon's trajectory, you realize how important e-commerce has become. E-commerce has seen a phenomenal growth. Circling back to what you do at uh, Amp My Content, so the course that you offer, is it a structured course, or do you also provide one-on-one -on -one consultation to your clients? 
we can do one-on-one -on -one consultation if people want to pay for calls. So you can you can buy like one-on-one -on -one calls as a consultant. But what we do offer instead is we have a private forum where questions are answered pretty much an hour after they're asked anyway. And we usually were recording mm. screen grab videos and things like that. It's still a small audience and different time zones. So we don't really do um, live video calls because I'd have to do it in the middle of the night. And people are quite happy with how it runs so far. So let's say that you had a question about paid ads and you weren't certain. Um, I could look at it on my phone and then I come down to my computer and I record a video reply. And uh, we've had people doing phenomenal things in there and it's added like extra content in there. But then some people hmm. are, you know, like an agency might buy the course, see the volume of content and start working on it, but then just want to, you know, for some people, it's nothing to pay $100 for a phone call to sit on a call for an hour and say, okay, this is good. Change this, change that. I had um, Jacob McMillan. I don't know if you know him as a copywriter. Um, on no, I, I haven't heard of him. He went no. from, I think, about 2,000 subscribers to 10,000 subscribers within about three months after our call, just by improving his on-page conversion rates and things like that and how he converts mm. leads. Um, so he paid, like, you know, someone like that might pay for a call. He's a good friend of mine. He's a big believer in paying for that kind of thing. But if I'm totally honest, I don't really take on many consulting calls because it doesn't scale. Um, mm. You know, I, I could do a podcast like this with you and 10 people mm. might join the program. Whereas a one-hour yeah. call, there's only so many hours in the day that I can do, and I'm not getting any younger. So <laughs> try to be smart yeah. about it. Right. So you mentioned Facebook, and uh, what I would like to know from you is how important has Facebook as an advertising platform been for your business in the last six, seven months? Have you seen uh, the conversions go up? Have you seen the engagement go up on your ads? And most importantly, since you are in the conversion business, how well have these ads converted? <laughs> okay, so um, we've seen some good things and some bad things. So when we we were running ads last time I spoke to you, and we were getting $21, $22 for every dollar spent. Um, right. Basically running ads to blog posts, blog posts convert into leads, and then, you know, like emails, um, automations will convert people into customers. We turned those ads off as we moved platform and adapted the program. So we turned them off for like mm. maybe a month. When we turned them back on, nothing would work. Um, I think Facebook has been going through this whole rigmarole with um, fake news and things like that. And also with the lockdown where they had to change procedure of how they look at ads. So it was taking longer for ads. We had another thing where an old client had done some dodgy stuff and their account had been banned. But we didn't realize we were still on there as an admin. So that was affecting our ad quality and things like this. So we really mm. had to go in and fix a lot of issues um, that we, we didn't know about at the time. But since then, it's actually performing just as good, if not better. So our conversion rates are much higher on ads. Um, we're seeing sales almost immediately as well, whereas before we might see like a 30-day turnaround. Sometimes we'll see a sale within 48 hours. And it, it was honestly fixing a few issues and then looking at how it's changed. So... I don't know if you've had to play around with like conversion um, budget optimization, CBO. If you've had no, I haven't. That. I haven't. No. So but, I have been running. Uh, so to tell you about briefly, tell you about my own uh, experience. I've been running the same ads. Uh, I've been uh, running ads uh, 
um, you know, to certain blog posts, uh, affiliate articles on my blog that convert. So for, for me, the conversion has more or less remained the same. What yeah. I like is the 20% text requirement that was there uh, on Facebook yeah. that has been removed. So it's not as strict as it once was. At least that's how it was in the last two or three months. But uh, I read on Search Engine Journal today that uh, that requirement has been completely removed. So that will be quite useful in terms of designing uh, graphics that can appeal to your visitors more. Even for my clients, I've been running the same kind of ads. Though Facebook has gone through several changes, like you said, uh, they, are, they are dealing with a lot right now. And Facebook as an advertising platform itself has evolved a lot. But I have been running the same ads and the conversion has been more or less the same. So what I would like to learn from you is what is it that you did different? Because the kind of uh, ads that you run on Facebook are completely different from the ones that I run. Yeah. Because you are basically selling your course, right? And you're also advising people who enroll into your course uh, as to how to run effective ads. So you'd be dealing with a lot of different industries. So I would like to understand from you what is it that you have done different in the last six to seven months? Um, we don't actually run ads for the course itself. We do retargeting ads yeah. for it. Most right. of our prospecting traffic is all to content mm. just because it's all about if we can convert someone to a lead, you know, they're like four times more likely to become a sale and it's much easier to make sales. Um, so all of our content is going to traffic. Um, mm. Honestly, a lot of the things that really helped were making so Facebook. Basically, they obviously they want your money. But if you're mm. going to have a bad experience and not make any sales, then they're going to lose you. And because of how competitive it is right now, sometimes it's difficult for us to make uh, the right choices just because we don't have all the information. So they're doing a massive push into customer experience and uh, machine learning, um, mm. so like artificial intelligence. It's right. like it's it's the companies they're investing in over the next 10 years are doing a massive, massive push to this. And that's basically what conversion budget optimization is. It is where mm. instead of having the budget at the ad set level, you set it at the campaign level. And mm. Facebook uses uh, using their AI will determine how best to spend your ad to get the best money for you based on who is looking at the time and things like that. So it'll move budget around from one ad to another ad to another ad so that the best ad will show to that person at that time. Um, mm. And it works phenomenally. Like, absolutely crazy. It, it needs data to work, um, but the beauty of it is is you have you end up having less campaigns. You just have one campaign with a, like the budget in there, and then you have the ads running, but it's feeding data in there, and it's getting all those conversion events and things like that. And the more events it gets, mm. the more it optimizes. Um, the biggest thing for me, which was mad, is like site speed when we're saying, when we lowered our site speed, I think we saw a 5% bump in click-through rate. Because How did you lower your site speed? Honestly, doing the things that everyone recommends. Running optimizations, improving code. We actually changed our WordPress theme to one called Neve, which is a, a three theme. Um, mm. Just it was it's just a mobile first theme. It's very basic, yeah. but our website anyway is white with black font and red color. So we don't. No, do you have a caching plugin installed which do, uh, yeah. runs these checks for you? Yeah, we also we use okay. Auto Optimize, and then we also use um, I think it's Pixify, 
Let me open it up now and I'll have a look at it while we're talking. No, that's okay. That's okay. So WP Optimize okay. is quite good. I would also recommend WP Rocket, which is a paid plugin. I think you need to pay $49 per year. Yeah. Uh, but that's, they are uh, a league above the rest in terms of uh, eliminating all these, um, you know, JavaScript codes, HTML codes and CSS codes, which are slowing your website down. So I was just curious to learn because, you know, they keep saying site speed is an important ranking factor. But uh, there are a lot of SEO experts who disagree, who say that it's not that important. But when you're talking from a customer experience perspective, when you're talking about uh, people who interact with your site, site speed definitely matters. But now that you're saying that it has helped you with convergence as well. well it, if you, yeah. If you, if you um, so the, the way that Facebook runs its budget, um, the ad auction, it's not just about who has the highest bid. It's also, they're measuring customer experience, which, you know, is bounce rate. It's time on page. It's feedback from quizzes and things like that. You know, like, how did you enjoy this product? It's also estimated action rate. So the likelihood that someone will take your conversion event. And so if you're tracking and you've got all this set up and you've got a good site speed and people are loving your content and they're converting and they're clicking and they're not bouncing because the page hasn't loaded in three seconds and things like that. All of those things are taken into account when your bid comes through. So even though you might be bidding less than a competitor, because they know it's a better experience, they'll show it to that person. So you'll actually get better ads. And obviously, because you are improving the experience, um, they're more likely to convert. Whereas if they, like we had one page, I didn't even realize something had gone wrong. It took eight seconds to load. Not the one we we're running ads to, a different page. Um, but it's one of those things that you don't always check every week, you know? Until you, mm. you kind of look into it and realize that something is broken. Because especially mm. if you're checking on your own website, usually it's cached. So you're looking at a fast loading version through your PC or laptop mm -hmm. or whatever. Whereas your mm -hmm. customer is looking at this terrible version. One thing I will say that didn't work for me is we went for a fully, um, we went for a fully uh, AMP site. So like totally mobile first at one point mm. and the site speed was amazing i mean we were getting like a 99 score loading in like 1.0 seconds but oh that's good hmm. the issue is it gets that speed because it strips unnecessary javascript and things out of a site and so we weren't getting pixel events during that time that we um, oh. converted and so our ads like they crashed and i couldn't understand you know they're, they're working again and then it stopped and it's because mm. it wasn't tracking events. And so I have custom conversions set up and I can see we've had like 60 opt-ins and there's been like 15 sales today. And mm. and yet the ad is saying that there's, you know, it's spent $165 with zero conversions. And I'm mm. thinking, what, what the hell is going on? Um, but basically, yeah, you've got to keep an eye on those things. But if you just improve the speed as it is, you know, you don't have to go fully mobile go mobile first so that it does load faster um it works like crazy i see that's a really important point to consider and uh, what i wanted to ask you was um, uh, do you still run ads um, on um, custom audience or do you also uh, uh, do um, uh, you know behavioral targeting or targeting on, at the moment? So what I like to do is I like to run a focus group test. So I will normally let's say I write a new blog post. 
that mm-hmm. I know is converting. I'll email my list and my list is converting on that blog post. Mm. I'll then run ads to people who are just like them. So it's super focused, super tight, interest-based. Sometimes I'll even just run ads to those people because mm. I want to test. I don't want an ad that gets the most clicks from the wrong people. I want an ad that gets the most clicks from the right people because then we can optimize for it afterwards. You know, I want the people who click, who read, who convert, who opt in, and things like that. After that, I just start looking at lookalike audiences and scaling from there. You know, going to one percent, going to two percent, trying you know new ad sets, uh, audiences, and things. Um, sometimes, if I'm scaling and I'm going to a two or three percent, I might add a specific interest to that article. So, like uh, we did one on, I spoke to you yesterday about this getting on podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, I read that article. Really interesting, right? Uh, so I've been running ads to that one, and so I narrowed down to people who are interested in podcasting or in link building because it is a good link building method as well for that. But what happens is CPO is so good once it starts to get event. Facebook has fifty-two thousand data points on every human alive who's on the platform. So they understand things about human behavior that we can't even guess. So mm-hmm. once you start to get enough data into the machine, it'll start getting conversions from people you wouldn't even think of, who are, you know, could, on paper, look different to your normal customers, but are actually, you know, when you break down different data points after that, yeah. you find they are very similar. So a big part of that is actually improving the. Um, just making sure that you get enough conversions and spending enough money each day and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It's really scary to know how much Facebook knows about you, right? Oh, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. And <laughs> it's not and people think that they don't have this it's, it's anonymized so they you know they can't put a face to it. But the amount of data that they have, you don't even have to be logged in onto a Facebook Exactly. Yeah. account. You could be um you know, if you're on your work computer and you're a school teacher and you've ever logged into Facebook once, it recognizes you on there and it can connect the dots between you logging into your email and things like that and the different websites that you go to and then base your interests. Also, a big thing for me was um, cleaning up and going into more detail with our events on our website. So mm. before we would only really track like standard events for conversions and things like leads. But going in and tracking uh, page page views, uh, leads, sales, sales page views, things like that, and giving it as much data as possible. That way it feeds them the information to understand the actions that are happening on the website. The thing that people don't realize is Facebook tracks standard events across all the internet, basically. You know, anyone who's got a Facebook pixel on, they have that information on there. So they're learning who is the best person to convert for your criteria and all these different things. So the better you can give the machine the information, the better it can perform. I see. You spoke about conversion budget optimization. And uh, uh, I guess one of the default settings right now when you're setting up a campaign is um, initially it used to be clicks. Uh, Facebook would charge you uh, uh, in terms of the clicks that your ad generated. Now it's the landing page views, right? Uh, that's the yeah. default setting and you would have to change it back to clicks. 
So which one is better? Uh, you know, if you are running Facebook ads for the first time, if say a blogger who uh, has um, written a compelling blog post wants to run Facebook ads and drive more tra traffic to that blog post, what would he or she do in terms of uh, uh, selecting the right option? Is it clicks or, do you, or should you go with landing page views? It, it depends on two different things. So one, you sh you, honestly, you should only be running ads to content if you've got a way of converting that back. Because if, mm. you don't, if you can't make a sale, then you don't know what a clicker is worth and what a view is worth and things like that. So like Correct. you need yeah. to be able to like figure out those numbers. Right. Also, for the machine to work best, it needs at least 50 of a conversion per week. So if you, for example, if the article is great and you know that you can spend $3 per lead, you mm. still need to spend three times 50, which is $150 per week for this to run optimally kind of thing mm -hmm. so you even need to be able so it's ideally you want to move towards your best goal so i would say i want facebook i want more people who read this article and opt into this particular article and so that's right. what i'm trying to pay for but i will have to spend more money per week to mm -hmm. have that to keep running efficiently and optimized right if i've got the budget that's fine but what I can do is I can take a step back and say, okay, Facebook, I just want people who click on this advert and land on this page and don't bounce. I just want people who read it. It's far cheaper and there's far more people who do that than there is who actually convert. So I can, I can take my goals one step backwards, but I'm more likely to get an ad that is cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So we've got one uh, student who is running home barbecues and things like that and they're doing hmm. ridiculously well they're getting leads for like 80 cents 50 cents something like that oh, running okay. ads to articles and they're not even running it for conversions they're just doing it for landing page views but because hmm. the content is so good and it's targeting the right people it does convert um and so they can get a high volume of landing page views that convert and see a profit on the back end so it really does depend on like how specific you want the goal to be, hmm. your budget, and what you're willing to step backwards from. Does that make sense? I apologize. Get yeah, it. it makes sense. So I think uh, uh, what I'm getting from you is the most important thing to have is to have some sort of, sort of a CTA. That CTA can be an opt-in uh, to your newsletter, or it can be uh, an affiliate article where there's a CTA in terms of uh, you know offering a trial to the product that you're promoting. Some sort of an action that um, a user can take once they're on your page, aside from reading the article, aside from sharing it. I think even sharing would be considered a, a CTA because it's the network effect that we're talking about, right? So uh, more people be, yeah. share your article. Yeah. But I guess there should be a definite call to action. Uh, if you are a blogger uh, who has just started a blog, you would want more people to join that subscriber list. Or, you know, if you're doing affiliate marketing, then you would probably want to drive some clicks to the affiliate product that you're promoting. So that's a really interesting point that you brought up. There should be a goal in mind when you are uh, running Facebook ads. So to sum things up uh, what i would like to learn from you is in the last six to seven months uh, we have been through this pandemic and facebook has also evolved quite a bit what are the three most important things that uh, a business owner needs to keep in mind when they're running ads on facebook <laughs> understanding how the budgeting works you know it is customer experience it's you hmm. know so that's site speed like things like that and bounce rate and if you're spamming them on the back end because that's going to make a big difference on if you win auctions and it'll make mm. a big difference in your SEO and things like that. Um, the more data that machine learning can get, 
the better it performs. So your ad will actually get cheaper the longer it runs. So up until a point, you know, if your audience gets, if you speak to all of them, then the ad's going to get more expensive. But up until a point, that ad will start to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper as it runs. Um, and just, you know, stay positive. That's the main thing right now. Um, <laughs> it's difficult times. Right. So uh, thank you so much, Dan, for taking the time uh, to be uh, on this podcast. Um, as always, all lovely having you on this podcast. And we get to learn so many things about Facebook ads when you're here and also conversions. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time i know uh, you're, you're having a um, sorry you were saying something i was just going to say you're very welcome i apologize this new headphone jack is keeps cutting out um so sorry to talk over you but you are yeah, very welcome. no no problem i was just so i was just going to say uh, thank you for taking the time to be here i know you're busy and uh, you 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 are running i saw the i read the article uh, uh, that you uh, published yesterday really interesting and um, getting on 60 podcasts 60 uh, yeah, it was, um, I think it was about 63. 63, that's phenomenal in the, in the last one year, right? Yeah, well, it was actually so, in, it was in 30, uh, 90 days. So oh, like wow, three months. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So uh, just a minute, Dan, now hold on. There's a poor connection. I don't know if Skype is really recording this last bit. So I'm getting this poor uh, poor connection uh, notification are you also getting that on your skype i'm not but i am recording a, on a third party device here so i can oh, always okay. Back to you. okay so let me just repeat the last part uh, yep. uh i'm i'm just going to thank you and uh, you can take it from there so thank you so much dan for being on the show again uh, lovely interacting with you and uh, thanks for uh, uh, telling uh, thanks for sharing so many actionable insights on facebook ads and i'm sure our listeners uh, you know, learned a lot about Facebook ads uh, from this interaction. So thank you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. Marketing Mantra with Sandeep Malia is a podcast by 99signals, a place to find top-notch content on a wide range of online marketing topics. To get started, visit 99signals.com best to check out all the top-rated articles on the blog or simply view the description of each episode to download free online marketing resources to level up your marketing skills. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question or topic suggestion for Sandeep? Simply send a voice message via Anchor app or send an email to podcasts at 99signals.com. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Marketing Mantra on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any major podcast player.